0: Welcome to the Old Fashioned On Purpose Podcast. I can't believe we did this, but we bought a milking machine. After a decade of hand milking while sitting on a bucket on a dirt floor and swatting flies as we went, it is definitely an improvement. But I'm still a little bit in shock and it feels a little bit weird. I've had a lot of questions about how we came to this point after being pretty hardcore uh, proponents of hand milking for so many years, and so I wanted to share the whole process in today's episode. I'm your host, Jill Winger, and this is the podcast for the trailblazers, the mavericks, the makers, the homesteaders, the modern pioneers, and the backyard farmers. If you're ready to boost your food security and live a more homegrown lifestyle, well, this is the place for you. Hey there, I'm interrupting this episode for just a sec because I really wanted to tell you that the mailman brought me a 25 pound bag of salt this week. Okay, whatever, I know that sounds weird but I'm actually telling you this for a reason because I know a lot of you are working on stocking up your pantries and your personal food supply right now. And this is my number one favorite brand of salt. Redmond's Real Salt is mined in the USA, and it contains 60-plus trace minerals that make it so darn good for you, and it tastes better, too. Redmond's is my number one pick for all of my homestead cooking, baking, food preservation, and I happen to have snagged a discount code just for the listeners of this podcast. Head on over to theprairiehomestead.com slash salt to check out Redmond's offerings. And don't worry, you don't have to get 25 pounds. They also sell it in smaller quantities, too. Use the code HOMESTEAD when you check out to save 15% on your order through the end of June. Plus, if you spend $50 or more, the shipping is free. And now you can be a salt nerd just like me. Back to our episode. So I just want to preface this episode by saying, if you are interested in home dairy... A cow or a goat or a sheep or I don't know a water buffalo (laughs) you do not need a extensive fancy setup to get going. Like I explained a minute ago we have been milking for a decade 10 whole years I can't believe it by hand while sitting on a a tipped over bucket. I haven't even had a milking stool you guys. (laughs) It has been very minimal and we have enjoyed raw milk and our milk cows for many many years just like that we didn't even have a dedicated area we just had this concrete pad you probably saw it in lots of my videos that was out in our barn open air barn with all the animals running around and i would tie the cow up because i've always uh, treated my cows like horses and i expect them to wear a halter and stand tied and be polite Um, And so I would put the halter on her and I would tie her up and I would sit on my bucket and I would milk and it worked fabulously for many, many years. So do not feel like you need to start with a milking parlor and a milking machine and go crazy because I feel like that could be a temptation to potentially um, use that as a procrastination bit, right? We've talked a lot about paralysis by analysis and how action cures fear. And I know that sometimes it's easy to feel like, well, I'm going to sabotage this a little bit, self-sabotage, I guess, and say I am not going to take action to this thing until it can be perfect. And I don't want this episode to make you feel like you can't have a milk cow until you have the perfect setup. So hopefully that makes sense. But for those of you who maybe are looking to upgrade your setup, um, it's kind of fun, right, to follow the progression. And so that's the purpose behind what I want to share with you today. So we have three... Cows. We actually have four. We have three cows who had calves this spring, who are currently in milk, and we have our fourth is a, a two-year-old. She was born in 2018, so she will be bred this year, and then she will have a baby next year. Um, so you're gonna have four cows total, and I have a whole bunch of questions every time I post a picture of them because people are like, "Are you kidding me? Are you milking three cows at once?" <laughs> and I've always previously, have explained that we only would milk one. So I would milk Oakley, who's our matriarch cow, or I would milk maybe one of the five-year-olds, and I would only kind of pick one that would be my cow for the year. And then the others would just have their babies, or they would nurse orphan beef calves for us. But I never had the bandwidth, nor did I really need to be hand-milking more than one cow. And I feel like that would be a lot. Now... Things have changed a little bit for us this spring. Um, and as as I explained in a previous episode, how we're ramping up our food production, the whole food supply disruption that has happened as a result of COVID-19, it's kind of shaken me. and I, I've talked a lot about this in other episodes, so I won't go into it deeply here. But I really want to not only produce more food more consistently for our family, but I also want to be able to produce more food to share with other families and really beef up our local food uh, supply. Because sometimes Wyoming isn't the easiest place to find local food. And I really want to be a part of the solution versus just someone who's waiting around for someone else to solve it. So as Christian and I were talking, we were like, how can we help supply more food to local folks, whether it's beef or eggs or milk. And last summer we started to remodel part of our barn. It'd been the same way for, well, ever since we bought the place. It was functional, but it just didn't flow. You know what I mean? You have those areas that it, whatever the building or the room gets the job done, but it just is a little bit clunky. And that was really what our barn felt like to me. Uh, it had a place for our animals to get out of the weather. We had a couple pins, and everything else was just pieced together. And I just didn't like it. So we did some remodeling. We put a new, a new tack room. um, We put a new hay storage. We poured a little concrete area and closed it off. And then we got distracted and promptly did not finish (laughs) that project last year. So we've had this room that we knew would be like a vet room or a milking room. And we just were waiting to see what sort of inspiration hit us. So as we started to see the food supply issues pop up, and we knew we had three cows who would be calving soon, and I was really committed to milking this year because I don't have as many projects as I did last year, and I just was ready to dive back into the dairy. Uh, We were starting to brainstorm what this milking parlor would look like. We decided this would be our designated milking parlor for the first time in the history of our homestead. We'd have a little more infrastructure dedicated to the milk cow. So I was pretty excited. We literally went through 5 million different ideas. <laughs> and of course, I started off with like, just keep it simple. We're going to put a tie ring on the plywood wall with a mat and that's all I need. And I will sit on my bucket. and I will just be able to milk in this room where it'll be a little more enclosed, a little more protected. I won't have to be like elbowing the goats off of me to keep their heads out of my bucket. Cause that's a thing or the cats, or the dogs. And I'm like, it'll be fine. And Christian, of course, was like, no, that will not be fine. And we're not going to do this halfway. So we're going to do it all the way. So we had our little typical discussion that we have anytime we have a new project. I want to be like fast and furious, get it done. And he wants to do it right. So annoying. (laughs) But I'm always glad that he uh, pushes to do it right because it always makes me happy in the end. Anyway, all that to say, we decided to do it right and do it big and you may have seen the pictures on my social media or maybe you watched the youtube video where i gave the tour of the milking parlor but we ended up putting metal panels on the walls we wanted it very easy to sanitize and clean we covered the ceiling we put rubber mats on the concrete floor so it would be a little safer for the cows not so slippery we built two stanchions we were just going to do one at first and i'm like well what if we put two because I'm like, I'm not sure I'm going to hand milk two cows. But just in case I want to in the future, it would be nice to put both cows in at the same time. So we built two stanchions out of some old oil field pipe. He welded those in place. Uh, we put little feeders in the front. So we have a little cabinet and a countertop. And my favorite part, we found an old restaurant sink on Facebook Marketplace. And he engineered it. I don't know how he did this but he got hot water down there and it's a setup. I could not explain it to you if my life depended on it. So please don't ask me, you'll have to ask him, <laughs> but he hasn't engineered. So even in the winter, we can have that hot water without worrying about the pipes freezing. It's like a combination of heat tape and this weird valve shut off thingy. I don't know how it works, but we needed hot water down there. And I knew that that would be important. So we have the sink, we have the sprayer. It's awesome. So we, we were getting close to finishing the milking parlor And I'm getting excited, right? And as we're in this construction phase, I'm milking the cows because they're in milk. We've had the calves. And so I would just tie, we have Oakley, we have Mabel. So I would either tie Oakley or Mabel out to the fence. um, And then I would grab my bucket, sit on my other bucket and milk them out. And I'm doing this that I'm thinking as I'm watching one squirt at a time, go into the bucket. And I'm a pretty fast milker. I mean, I've been doing this a long time. And I'm like, how many squirts does it take to get to a gallon? Like, this is what my brain does when I'm doing a monotonous task. And I'm like, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of squirts to get a full bucket. And if I'm milking by hand two cows a day, this is going to take a long time. (laughs) And if you listened uh, back in episode 88 of this podcast, I talked about how time is one of It is, not one of, it is the most important resource I have. I consider time far more valuable than money. And a lot of you have asked me, how do I do it all? How do I have homestead and milk the cows and grow the businesses and homeschool my kids? How do you do it? And one of my not-so-secret secrets is that I invest in tools and help whenever possible because that is the only way to give yourself more than 24 hours in a day. If I can hire someone or invest in a tool that saves me time, it literally adds hours into my 24-hour period. And so I know that. I've learned that in business. I've learned that in other aspects of homesteading. And I'm sitting there milking this cow by hand and going, if we're going to provide milk to the public, because that was our goal, right? With this milking parlor, I want to have milk to share and sell to people who need it because I've had a ton of requests. Um, I'm like, this isn't going to fly. I cannot run my life with all its pieces parts and be milking this cow out one squirt at a time so I had this tension inside of myself and I'm like I'm not sure how this is going to work but I still felt really resistant to a milking machine because I've heard all these stories over the years of how horrible they are to clean and time and time again I would hear folks say well if you're going to get a milking machine you have to take it completely apart every time and then it takes longer to do that than it takes to hand milk a cow so I was still like not seeing that as an option now thankfully during the middle of this we sold one of our extra milk cows so we had a friend come up and they picked up this cow and we showed her our milking parlor under construction and she's like oh I you know she she has a little home dairy too that she sells milk from and she's like well I have a milking machine and I was like what? you only have one cow. Why do you have a machine? And well, she'd had up to two cows, but she's like, because it makes it so much easier. And I was like, well, no, you have to clean it. And she's like, it's really not that bad. And so I started to talk to her and I realized that this belief I had carried for a long time that milking machines were the devil because they were so hard to clean really wasn't all necessarily true. And so from that point, we started to do some research and we ended up investing in this is an investment long term right a bob white two cow system and you can go check out their website um they're not sponsoring this episode it's just who we went with it's a two cow system it has the new pulse claw so it has the vacuum pump thingy that is on this little wheeled cart and then it has we got two buckets they're pretty big and two claws and so we can do two cows at a time and oh my word friends This is a game changer for our homestead. We've only used it a handful of times so far because we just got the parlor finished and we had to figure out how to run the machine. And so we're still getting into our routines and systems. But even with our clunkiness of being new to the machine and new to how to clean it and how to run our parlor, it's a lifesaver. It is a lifesaver. And like this morning, we got two cows in... And we were able to get both cows simultaneously milked in less than 15 minutes. Like a lot of milk. And it was magical. Um, and the other thing I love about the milking machine is that it's the cl- there's a cleanliness factor. It's more sealed. It's cleaner. And for us personally, I have no issue um, drinking milk that we've hand milked in an open bucket. I mean, we've had... You end up getting floaties that might gross some of you out, but it's just a fact of life. When you milk in an open bucket, little bits of hair will fall in or um, whatever. You just get stuff in there. You strain it out and you chill it. So it's not a big deal. And that has never, not once in a decade of drinking raw milk, have we ever been sick from raw milk, had a stomach ache from it, nothing. We have been 100% okay. But I've had this concern because... Not everyone has the same uh, tolerance for farm bacteria as we do. And I have heard multiple stories of folks who came from a more sterilized city environment. When they drink raw milk for the first time, even good raw milk, it can make their tummy a little bit weird because there's all this good bacteria and good enzymes in it. It doesn't mean the milk is bad. It just means that these individuals don't have as much of that beneficial bacteria in their system and they kind of have to go through that transition period. And so I just knew that if we're selling milk to folks who live in town, who maybe don't eat mouthfuls of manure every time they go out into the barnyard on a windy day, I'm not joking. (laughs) It's what happens, right? You just, even when you're being super clean and careful, living on a farm and being in a barnyard area, you just get exposed to that. And I actually think it's really, really good for us. And it's really, really good for our kids. That's a tangent for another episode. But we have to be mindful of the folks we're selling this milk to, that they might not have that same gut biome as we do. So I want it to be clean. All that have to say, I really wanted our milk to be clean and doing it with this system keeps it very, very clean because it's enclosed basically the entire time until we go to pour it into the jars. So that was a, a really big selling point for me. So the cows, this was, my, this was something I was concerned about. I was worried the cows were going to throw a tantrum because my cows have never been milked by a machine. Um, it's got suctioning noises, and it's got, you know, the, the pulsator sounds weird. And I'm like, even Oakley, who's very tolerant, I'm like, she's probably not going to like it the first few times we put it on her. So I was very, very pleasantly surprised the first time we brought them in all three of our cows even acorn who is the youngest and she's a new mama this year and honestly she's not even halter broke i have not put a halter on her yet we got her into the milking room she went into the stanchion we put that on her i have never even milked her by hand she didn't like she didn't freak out mabel our five-year-old cow loved it mabel can be a little bit cantankerous that's what i meant to say yeah cantankerous um she can be a little cantankerous now I can't say it. Grumpy. She can be grumpy. <laughs> but she didn't kick at it the first time. She didn't lose her mind. Um, and now they've done it several days in a row. They like it. It's weird. Today I was sorting the cows out to bring them in for Christian. And Oakley saw the gate open and the door open to the milking parlor. And she ran on her own into the door and put herself in the stanchion. Um, that's not, you know, I think, okay, so full disclosure, they do get snacks. They get grain in there. Not a ton. They just get a scoop. And we also have, don't laugh. I know this sounds weird, but it it's cute. They have their own fan, like in front of the stanchion, like right above where we have the bin where they have their grain. We put this fan up on the wall so it blows on them. And that's just nice with flies and, you know, the heat. And they put their noses up there and they just put their face in the fan. And they, they're just hilarious. I think they really like the fans. So yes, there is a slight spa vibe going on, but they really like it. I'm shocked. And even, you know, the first time we put the machine on and turned it on, there was no temper tantrum. I think they actually like the consistency of the machine. Because when you think about it, even me, I've been pretty good at hand milking. I've been doing it a long time. I'm more inconsistent. I might squeeze a little bit different on one pole, or I might pinch a little bit of hair. And I think they just get that consistent pulse with the machine. It just makes them feel better. So it's been a win-win all the way around. It's cleaner. It's easier. It's faster. The cleanup is a process. And I really don't even feel qualified to explain to you how we clean it yet because Christian's been doing most of it. We're still getting our rhythm down. We have different five gallon buckets with different cleaning solutions. And we like stick it in one and pull and run the machine and kind of let it flush out. It's not horrible. It just is, you just got to clean it out, which to me, honestly, he does the cleaning while I put the cows in and out. And it's really not bad with both of us doing it. So I, I'm a fan. I love that in 15 minutes, I can milk out two cows and have a whole bunch of milk for the fridge where if I had been doing that by hand, it would have taken me a very, very, very long time. And had a lot more finagling with swatting tails in my face and flies in the bucket and all that stuff. So all that to say, do I think you absolutely need a milking machine to start your homestead dairy? Nope, not at all. You can start small, you can expand as your budget allows and as necessary. And maybe you never ever find a need to get a milking machine and you like that rhythm of hand milking. There's nothing wrong with that. But I will say for us, it's been a great fit, especially as we start to expand into selling milk in our community. And I I think this is just a great example of homesteading in general. Start where you are, do what you can with what you have, and then go from there. So if home dairy is definitely in your homesteading future, grab a copy of my complimentary home dairy handbook. It'll help you skip the farm store and make safe, natural products for your cow or goat at home. Head on over to theprairiehomestead.com slash home dairy recipes to grab your copy. And that's it for today, my friends. Thanks so much to all of you who have been leaving reviews and ratings. I read every single one and absolutely appreciate them. Thanks for listening, and we will catch up again on the next episode of the Old Fashioned On Purpose podcast.